0: Please could you open your Bibles, um, uh, Jeremiah chapter 51. Um, it's a prophecy about the destruction of Babylon and the plea um, to Israel to flee from the midst of the city of Babylon and all that she represents. And if we read uh, Jeremiah 51 and verse 6, it says, flee out of the midst of Babylon. So This is the idea to, to get to get out of the middle of Babylon. And it's the same in verse 45 as well. My people, go ye out of the midst of her, and deliver ye every man his soul from the fierce anger of Yahweh. The urgent message is to get out of the midst of Babylon. The Jews were to to flee away from all that Babylon stood for. Now, we just want to read verse 50. It says, ye that have escaped the sword, go away, stand not still. Remember Yahweh afar off. And let Jerusalem come into your mind. The Jews were to flee away from Babylon and all that she stood for. And at the same time, they were to let Jerusalem come into their minds. As they separate from the one, they associate with the other. And of course, the message here is the same for us. And it will be the same in the future when this prophecy is fulfilled. But the principle is the same. We are to let Jerusalem come into our minds and to separate ourselves from Babylon and all that she stands for. And in fact, the Hebrew um, in this phrase is a bit more emotive than just this. It, it is more like let Jerusalem ascend upon your hearts. This really captures the essence of what the Hebrew means. Let Jerusalem ascend upon your hearts, upon our hearts in the way that we live. In the way that we pray, Jerusalem and its vision of the future must permeate all of our lives and our prayers, all of our thinking. If we we were to look back for thousands of years, the the Jewish people and the true believers, those who would join themselves to the hope of Israel, have longed for and waited um, for peace in Jerusalem. Uh, If you were to open a Jewish prayer book, um, you would read phrases like this. They, they say, And to Jerusalem your city, return in mercies and dwell in the midst of her, as you, has, as you have promised. Which is from, of course, Isaiah, no, Zechariah chapter 8. Another phrase, Sound the great shofar for our freedom and raise the ensign to gather us together. And this is from Isaiah 11 and Isaiah 28. And in the times that we live in, Now, as we watch the the dawn of the restoration of Israel approaching with Christ at the door, now is is not the time to be apathetic in our prayers for Jerusalem, in our prayers for the fulfilment of God's purpose. We are to follow the example of the prophet Daniel and direct our hearts and our minds and our footsteps towards Jerusalem, in our longing for the day when it will be established, as Isaiah says, as a praise in the earth. So this phrase, uh, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, which is of course our title, is taken from Psalm 122. In the section of uh, famous Psalms, uh, the Psalms of Ascent, the Psalms that were sung in ancient times by the Israelites as they journeyed from all around Israel and beyond, To Jerusalem to keep the feasts of the law as they traveled through the hills of Judea and Samaria all the way to Jerusalem inside its gates into the temple courtyards they would sing they would sing about the mountains around about Jerusalem like in Psalm 125 they would sing about the city the beautiful city that was compact together where the tribes of Yahweh would go up as Psalm 122 says They would sing about the captivity that has been returned in Psalm 126. And they would sing about worship in the house of God. And they would pray for the peace of Jerusalem in Psalm 122 again. And it is this picture, it is this vision that we are praying for when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We are praying for the restoration of Israel, for the time when the temple will be rebuilt in Jerusalem under Christ when once more all nations will, of course, flow to the temple to keep the feasts. It is this picture, it is this vision that must ascend upon our hearts and become part of our hope and part of our prayers. Um, Perhaps this psalm, Psalm 122, is in the mind of Christ, um, in in a similar sense, as he journeyed to Jerusalem um, for the Passover. I'll just read you... um, a verse from Luke 19, verse 41 and 42, it says, when he, was knit, when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things that belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. This is what Christ says, of course, the things that belong unto thy peace. In fact, let's just turn to Psalm 122 now. Psalm 122, this third, the Psalm of Degrees, Psalms of Degrees. And this phrase in verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Um, Commentators have often pointed out that there is a play on words in this phrase, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, because... It's not the normal word for prayer here. It's the word sha'alu. It's more like to ask. And the word peace is the word that we know well, shalom. And to pray for the peace of Jerusalem is to pray for the peace of Yerushalayim. And the word prosperity in verse 7, I think, is, is the word shalva. Now, um, Dudley Fifield, in his book on the Psalms, puts it nicely. He, he says this. He says, in the original text... There, was, there is a wordplay that binds together the words peace, shalom, as we said, prosperity, shalva, and Jerusalem, Yerushalayim. There is a resemblance of sound between the syllables that carries a kind of prophetic significance and acts as a portent of that wonderful future when the city will be seen in all its glory. It is a prayer that all those who look for salvation in, for salvation in Zion, might prosper it's sha'alu shalom yerushalayim there's there's a there's a flow um to the hebrew of these verses on another note implicit in in the idea of praying for the peace of jerusalem is also praying for the fulfillment of the purpose that god has set forward in his name if you just come across to Daniel's prayer in uh, Daniel 9, this idea comes forward. Daniel 9. And this is Daniel's prayer after three weeks of fasting. Verse 17, um, we read, Now therefore, our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. This is a prayer for Jerusalem. If there ever has been one before, this is it. Verse 19. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake, O my good God. For thy city and thy people are called by thy name. Daniel was praying for the vindication and the fulfillment of God's name. Daniel's people were the people that were called by God's name. Jerusalem was not only the beating heart of the nation of Israel, it is more than this. It is the city that is called by God's name. God's purpose and God's name is bound up with his people and with the city of Jerusalem. A similar idea to this, we won't turn that, comes across in uh, Isaiah 63 and 64, where the, the prayer. In these chapters is is the same thing. But a final passage we might call to mind um, thinking about this this topic is of course Isaiah 62. Again there's no need to turn there. We'll just read it. It says in verse 7 or verse 6, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night, Ye that make mention of Yahweh, keep not silence and give him no rest till he establish until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. This is our calling in in one sense of the words of Isaiah here. We are the watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem. Like in Luke 2, we are like Simeon waiting for the consolation of Israel. We are like Anna waiting and looking for redemption in Jerusalem. And we are called upon to give God no rest until he establish Jerusalem as a praise in the earth. We must see the things going on in Israel, annexation, the communities, the settlements in the West Bank. And we must project our minds forward. We must project our prayers into the future to the peace of Jerusalem, and we must order our steps accordingly to walk in this direction.